Hello wonderful people and welcome back to an episode of Rue Rambles, a purple croc podcast. How are you feeling about the new cover art? I'm so, I'm literally obsessed with it. I just, oh, a big thanks to my friend Sam who designed it for me. I was, last Tuesday I was making up some new designs and he just came over and was like, hmm, and just started like a man-man clicking away on the laptop and just created this insane design and I I just love it so much it made me so excited I was showing everyone at work the next day I was like look at this because I just love the flying crocs I just think they're really funny I love the idea that they're flying in space and like going all over the world it's just it's the perfect it's the perfect animation art for kind of what my journey will be like I think well we'll see yeah so I'm very excited about it and I'm very thankful for him for for creating that for me um yeah this week's episode is going to be about hookup culture about relationships it's a biggie it's one that I've been wanting to do for so long but I'm finally in a mental clarity space to chat about it and I've done a little bit of research I've put together some ideas and I just feel good about it because it's been almost a year I think we're about three weeks off for it being almost a year since my breakup and also the reason why I left Australia and <laughs> I left to Australia and left New Zealand and started this journey um yeah and I'll get into that I'll tell you about it I'll tell you the gloss I'll tell you the tea believe me so yeah something about me is that I record every bit of my life through my diaries and I've been writing in my diaries since I was about 11 years old I've been keeping one so I've got a good box of them at home in New Zealand um, and when I went back in February I lay down in the attic room and I just read them all for a good probably hour and a half and I remember my little brother came up and was like really come play with me and I was like no and I was crying because <laughs> I was just reading the voice of my younger self um, and the pain that she went through and everything that she went through and it's it's great you know it's great to have a way out or a creative way to get things down and a great way to remember my life as well but sometimes it's pretty painful and I remember I had a friend back in Dunedin Grace who said she just threw out one of her diaries because she was like I just don't want that existing I don't want that there and I haven't actually ever done that with my own but um I feel like I could get close to it sometimes by the things that I've written I have written down events and then ripped them out of my diary um I have this really precious one that my mum bought me that I started writing in when I was when I very first started university and it's like this beautiful very expensive diary and I wrote down some events that I had done that I really regretted and changed my whole life and I wrote every bit of it down and I think I tried to not like kind of diminish it and be like oh it wasn't that bad though and but it was really bad my actions and so eventually I ripped it up and I burnt it which is really dramatic um and yeah eventually it came out what I did anyway and I had to live with the consequences um and despite getting rid of the evidence that I created it still came to fruition in my life and was something that I had to deal with um and I don't know I think diaries are so powerful I think reading back over what I've written about certain events is so interesting because sometimes I feel like my words don't really show what it was the truth of the situation you know or how I actually felt but sometimes they really do and sometimes it's the most horrible thing ever to read back on that and go oh shit like that was terrible (laughs) that was a bad time um 
And I will get to those bad times. But what I want to talk about today, actually, is how hookup culture and specifically Tinder and university, uh, Otago University in particular, ruined my conception of dating and sex and relationships and how it just has left me pretty fucked in the day-to-day life that I'm living now, I would say, um, or, or had. I think I'm much better now, but I will, I think it was, it's been a journey and it's not been a fun one. So I think I'll start from the beginning, which was back in 2019 when I was in Carrington Hall in Otago, um, which is quite a nerdy hall. If you are part of Otago, you know that it's quite a studious place. It's a bit random that I was there, um, but I was quite studious at one point in my life as well. And I remember one fateful day, I think it was in like March or February, and I wrote this in my diary, so I, I know, um, I downloaded the app Tinder for the first time ever. Now, I'd heard of people doing it at high school, but I just, I didn't have a phone, as we know from one of my previous episodes, um, and I just, I just didn't think to do it until this time, in this point when I did have a phone. And I remember I wrote in my diary that I felt like I'd lost brain cells, because the whole notion of Tinder is that you're literally just looking at these profiles of people and photos of people and swiping and judging on the way they look. And I think to me at that time, I was like, this is this is stupid. Um, and this is before I found it kind of addictive, right? Like I was like, this is just, I feel like I'm <laughs> getting stupider by partaking in this app. Um, but I did partake in it. And eventually I did meet up with someone and have some casual sex with someone from this app um from this really lovely guy who also went to Carrington actually so that's why I thought maybe he was like safe because he must be a bit nerdy um and that was like my first casual sexual thing ever and the reason that it was kind of difficult is because it was my first and as you do as an 18 year old girl you kind of form attachments even if you there's nothing there and there was nothing there but it's like I just didn't really understand how to deal with that situation or how to block out my emotions or to just understand that sex was just sex at that time. I just thought that I was, I don't know, I thought something would come from it because I didn't know any better, I guess. And this guy, obviously, he was a year older. He had a year more experience and he was very much um, very like disconnected from me and didn't care and just wanted me for sex and it took me a while to understand that and I remember one time I like sent him a snapchat of something because I talked to everyone via snapchat and I um what did I I I don't know I said something about M&Ms because I loved M&Ms and he just messaged back K and that was the final message that I ever got from this guy because after that I was like "Mm, I feel a bit hurt I feel a bit stung and I just decided to like move on I guess and I remember being kind of upset because I just I don't know I just thought something would happen and nothing did like we just had sex once or twice and then that was the end like that was it no more bye which is a very normal situation but it was just my first time experiencing that and I found it quite hard to be honest I then went on for the rest of the year to still experiment with the app tinder and see people I don't think I saw that many people though but I did use it a bit And I had some sort of relations with people, mostly in my uni classes. That was sort of how I found it a lot easier. But one thing that I realized is that I don't think I know or understand, even to this day, 
what natural feelings are like for someone. I don't think I've had them. I don't think I've had, you know, this gradual friendship that turns into, oh, I like him or anything like that. It's always sort of been forced from one end or another or someone from outer world. And I think I remember I had two specific relationship things and I do quotation marks as I say that because they weren't really relationship things, but losing my voice. Basically, they were just, you know, sleeping with people, I guess. Um, The first one was with like a co-worker and a friend in a uni paper. So that was like a weird, complicated thing. And I didn't really know, I don't know, it was a strange time. The next one was a person in my class and I was in a second year paper, which had third year and fourth years in it. And this guy was also, I think he was second year. So everyone was older than me. And there was like a little romancy, flirty thing that started with me and one of the guys. Um, and he just, if I remember even being like, oh, you know, you guys are going to get together and oh, and it just like, you know, when people sort of plant an idea in your head, I feel like that's what happened here for both me and this guy. And eventually we did... I think we just, like, kissed. We never slept together for a while. And then I think we did. I don't know. It was a weird timeline. It doesn't really matter. But basically, I felt like it was forced and it wasn't a genuine feelings or, like, actual dating kind of vibe. I wanted to be with this guy. It was more just like I felt like I was told I should be by all these older people and they must be right because they're older. So I just went for it, basically. I never really made the conscious decision oh yeah, I like him. It was more just like, yeah, okay, he's nice. He's funny. We get on. And so we dated, which was so weird. And then eventually um, he broke up with me and I have talked about this in my other podcast. And then I told my mom about blah, 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 um, about my eating disorder. And so that was like, that breakup didn't really mean anything to me in terms of the relationship, but it did in my own self journey of my healing that I was doing, if that makes sense. Like it was a catalyst in me telling my mom something important, but it never was anything to do with my relationship or my feelings with him. That was pretty irrelevant, to be honest. Um, And then the next year I continued to just hook up with people and I just went, I I got good at that. Basically, I figured it out. I I think my first year I sort of struggled with that. I didn't really understand. And I found myself getting hurt quite a lot and also hurting others. Like I would say that I'm a girl's girl, but I know on several occasions I actually hurt the same friend and I kept sort of taking guys that she wanted um, or just was interested in and I knew she was and I remember one of my other friends had to sit me down and was like like Ruby you can't you can't really do that like you need to be a bit more careful with your actions and you just yeah I remember being really disappointed in myself and realizing that I totally hurt one of my friends all because of a boy and those were the last times I've ever done that because that was so shitty and that made me feel so shit as well so that was just the sidebar of um, some an experience that I had and a lesson that I had to learn. In 2020, the year of the pandemic, I feel like my Tinder, very, for lack of better words, whole girl phase blossomed. It was great. I knew what I was doing. I had detached myself from feelings at all costs and I could have sex with anyone and I didn't care and also what was so interesting is that I just wasn't looking for a relationship I was very much in a place of like it doesn't matter but the 
other interesting thing was that it sort of become a competition or not a competition, but this like weird, horrible, like feeling between my friends that if you hadn't got with a guy that night when you went out, you hadn't had a night out, if that makes sense. Like we would have debriefs at cafes and it would be really fun to the, but then eventually it got to the point where it wasn't fun anymore. And it was like, yeah, I just went home and ate tomato pasta and fell asleep. Like that was my night. And it was like, oh, okay, that was your night. You know, it never, it, it got really kind of dark and we had to have a conversation, all of us, and say like, we need to stop this toxicity and this weird, icky feeling um, that we have. Because eventually what happened was that a lot of us found like regular people to sleep with. And I met my <laughs> most complicated and now ex-boyfriend, um, time two over, if that makes sense. Um, <clears throat> I met him during this time and I started sleeping with him. And I actually started, I really liked this guy back in 2020. Uh, and I was sort of oblivious to it, but my friends would sort of make fun of me for it. And I think they also were really sick of me talking about him because we did this TikTok and they said, you know, where it's like the, it's the da-da-da for me. Um, and we'd roast each other. Like they were like, it's a dyeing your hair from brown to brown for me, um, which is something they said about me. And then another one, they roasted me by talking about this guy and being like, it's the talking about da-da-da for me. And I, always, I was a bit like, oh, what the fuck at first? But then I did kind of subconsciously know that I liked him. And um, But it was just, it was surrounded by so many horrible feelings, right? That I, to this day, I just didn't know, know if that makes sense. For one, I was being teased for liking someone. Um, another thing is that I wasn't in a typical relationship with this guy. I wasn't, it wasn't a cute me. It was a thing from Tinder. It wasn't something I could talk about with all my friends or we had common friends. We had no mutual friends and we had no one who was like, yeah, that's so great you guys are together. There was nothing, no positive coming from me seeing this guy. It was all very much like a secret and it was just sex and it was just this dark thing that was done at nighttime and it never progressed into something that was good. And so this is probably the first time that I can think of myself having proper feelings but it was surrounded by so much bad shit and bad energy you know from him because he always would say oh it's so great that this works so nicely because we have no pe- no friends in common and I was like yeah that's really that's really great yay um, and then my friends would tease me about having true feelings for someone or showing signs of having feelings for someone so I didn't feel like I could talk about him anymore and you know, and, and that's not really any fault of theirs. It was also just the time, you know. I, I think my friend had a similar situation and would be like, oh, you're talking about this guy again, you know. We weren't very nice to each other, to be honest. Um, And that particular friend and I would, eventually we talked about it at the end of the year and we were like, we need to change our attitude about this and we need to welcome the fact that some of us might want to settle down and actually might want to stop hauling around and have real relationships and we did. We did going into 2021. I think we were a lot kinder to each other about um, our sexual relationships and our uh, hopes of dating people, I guess. Um, but it was a fucked up time. Like, I just think about going to those cafes and being like, just talking about our sexual experiences. And yeah, it was so much fun and it was hilarious. But also it was just, it was that point where you didn't have anything going on that was so bad you know, and you kind of felt shame for it or, 
yeah, you're always looking for the next person. And I know that when my time ended with this guy, right, when it just ended, it ended really nicely. Hug, goodbye, last time seeing each other, bye-bye at the end of 2020. I then went and slept with like anyone I could, like literally anyone I could. And I had a lot of very weird sexual experiences. Um, and I just like, I, it was, it was insane. It was fucking insane. That whole summer was insane. And I actually got chlamydia that summer. I'm so unfiltered on this. Um, but I did. And I'm not surprised by the way that I was acting either. Um, and it was, it was, it was a bit traumatic and I had quite a rough time with it. It wasn't like your typical time where you get it, you go and you take pills for a week. Um, I had a lot of issues because I didn't find mine out for a long time. Uh, yeah, but also side note, chlamydia, STDs, STDs, all of that, like they're not really that big of a deal. I think that's the thing that people don't realize, you know, like a lot of us have it, especially at Otago University, like all of us have fucking got chlamydia at some point. Um, and because I got it, or I eventually told my friend and she went it and got tested and she found out she had it, you know, like it was really good that I kind of, now I feel like I'm more of a, like not an advocate, but I'm like a positive person people can talk to about their experience or just talk to about it because it's not a big deal. Every guy I had to message, because I did have to message quite a few people, unfortunately, um, were really kind about it. And if I ever received the message, I'll be like, oh shit, it's inconvenient, but it is life. And I would be, I don't know. I don't, I think I'm less phased by it. But in saying that, I'm also a lot more careful because of my experiences too. Um, in terms of safe sex and just more selective of with who I sleep with as well, um, which definitely needed to happen after that summer because that was a bad <laughs> summer in terms of sexual relations. <laughs> now we enter 2021 and I feel like this is the first year where I kind of admitted to myself that I did want something. I remember I rekindled with this guy um, over a really cute meet like a very cute meet it was so nice like this amazing night we went skinny dipping we just chatted till 4 a.m like it was really fun like it was a good time um and it's something that I've written in my diary as the most like I wrote this experience out so beautifully and I just I I still have a lot of great feelings and love for that time where it was just exciting again and that experience but I think this year I I was sort of like in between going back and forth, admitting to myself what I actually truly wanted. And what I wanted was to leave behind this fucking hookup culture and this way that it, it was kind of a mind fuck this time at Otago Uni. And it was kind of ruining me. And I didn't realize, you know, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't date and I didn't know how to, I knew how to do Tinder. Um, and I knew how to do hookups, but I couldn't date. And I remember I asked this guy that I really liked out for coffee. And I remember feeling absolutely nauseous. I think I even threw up like for days from the moment I sent the message to waiting to his reply, to waiting for the next message after that, to confirming the time we were going to, I was doing Les Mis at the time and I was telling everyone about it. Like I couldn't stop thinking about it. I couldn't stop thinking. Like it was ridiculous. I go for this like little coffee. It wasn't even a date guys. Like it literally was just like a coffee. And it was not that great. Like, honestly, not that great. And I think I, w I wish now I just should have known that we weren't ever going to be that good in public. But 
yeah, I don't know. There was just something off about this. And I think what was off is that the way it had started was so anxious and so, I don't know, it didn't start in the best way. 2020 was fine. I never had any like horrible feelings about it, but I was teased by my friends. And I think he did make it very aware to me that he was very happy with us being a secret. So me asking him on a date and taking us into a public place, I mean, new year, new rules, I guess, but it was just, it didn't, it didn't feel right. And I think now I would never let myself be someone's secret. Um, And I was his secret for all of 2021 until for months of 2021, not all of it, for a long time after that. And eventually things got super messy. Um, And I'm not really going to go into detail about it, but we did eventually actually start dating and we had a lot of friends in common and I don't know, it was a it was an interesting time, but you could say I got what I wanted, right? Because I got the guy. But it just started so wrong. It started wrong back in 2020 from being this thing that was solely based on sex and solely based on that kind of connection. And yes, it morphed into something that was much more beautiful by the end, but it was by it morphed into it by my force because I decided that I wanted that and I sort of pushed for that, I think. And I'm not like harshing myself for that. I think that's fine. It was just sort of the only way I knew how. And I think a lot of my friends at the time were doing the same thing. And a lot of us still do the same thing back home in Dunedin. You know, we meet someone via an app like Hinge or Tinder. Um, We first sleep together and then we eventually catch feelings and then we eventually try see if the guy has the same feelings but we sort of play mind games between the two of us and we talk to our friends more about the topic than we talk with the guy about the topic I think and that's so fine that's totally fine for the time and it's really good we have that support but at the same time if you just go to the guy and be like do you like me like that and they say no they've said no you know no delusion needs to be brought into the conversation, I think. It should end there. It should stop. I didn't do that with him or I avoided it. And I avoided it because I knew he didn't like me in that way until I kind of wore him down, I feel, to the point where eventually maybe he did like me in that way. Um, and I would only have conversations with my friends about us. And I would talk to them about it and be like, hey, what do you, you know, I really, and I don't even know the conversations now, but I know that they definitely were always supportive of me and like, yeah, go get it, girl. And you deserve this. And mm, they always said the right things that they thought they were supposed to say, but it definitely fed into like, I, I don't know, it it definitely still made me think that there was going to be a way or a way for me and this guy to be together. And if I just sort of, stooped back a wee bit didn't listen to them didn't listen to what I was pushing for and actually listened to the way he was reacting I would see that there just never was um but I didn't see that for three years (laughs) and it was it truly is the most was the most fucked up and most difficult relationship and so many lessons that I had to learn from this situation and so um I mean I'm gonna do a long story short um One, we got together eventually and we dated for like a month and a half and then we broke up and were mutual friends and we broke up because he was moving somewhere else. Um, And then in the time that we broke up, he did something that really hurt me. 
Um, but we weren't together, so it wasn't too bad of a deal. So I forgave eventually. Um, and then eventually we started to rekindle. And then for some reason, I moved to where he was. And it was because I knew we would be able to be together if I did that. Um, which is a big red flag, right? Don't do that. Don't move for a person. I <laughs> wish I knew that. I did know that. Should have listened to that. Um, didn't. Oopsies. Um, and yeah, and then eventually I did something bad. The thing that I did that was really bad was that I actually did cheat on him. And it's something that I don't say lightly. And it's something that I am still really distressed over. And I feel really horrible about. But I think it's almost been a year. And it's kick-started. This, well, this event is the reason that my time in June was so shit. Because I was in so much disbelief over what I did and my actions and just the fact that I could do something so horrible to someone that I cared about. And I really did care about. And, you know, and I know people say you wouldn't do that if you cared about them, but I did. Um, But I also cared about myself. And I think my own heart was frustrated and had been for three years because I had forced something, I had sought something that wasn't good for me. And then eventually... It, it all came to an end in the most horrible way. But one of my friends, my dear, dear best friends, Joey, she said, you know, it had to end, you know, at some point. And she was there through all of it. So she knew. <laughs> she was like, you know, it was time. And she'd gone through a similar, not similar, but a, a relationship that was similar and for a similar amount of time. And it had ended around the same time, too. And so I think we both had hit this point where we had grown up um, and these boys that we were chasing after and these ideas and these sexual relationships, they were beginning to outgrow us, but we just didn't realize. And eventually, sometimes chapters have to close in the most horrible, darkest ways, in a way that questions your morality and questions the way that you live your life and questions your kindness. And I think that's what I hated so much about this time was that I questioned my own kindness and I really was worried. And people would always ask me, why did you do it? And I still to this day, I'm not sure. I think there's many reasons why I did it realistically. Um, You know, I was hurt by what he did to me previous months before and it had lingered. I was hurting because I had moved for him and it still wasn't this fairy tale ending. I was hurting because he was unwell and I was still, you know, I was mentally well, but I was just frustrated because I was trying to live the best life I could. And I, I was also not because I was giving so much of me to someone else who wasn't really giving much back in return or was trying, but couldn't. And so we just weren't meant to be together. I know that. And I wish that I didn't do this thing, but also I'm okay that I did do this because I'm here now and I've learned and I'm not in that relationship anymore and I'm really glad I'm not, you know, and I I know a lot of my friends would be so happy to hear me say that and I know that the people who still were with me after I did that really terrible thing are my true friends and the ones that are still with him are his true friends 
And, you know, I really do wish him all the best and I don't have any hard feelings. Um, and he comes into my mind way more than I'd like him to. But one day I hope that it really will be just at peace. Um, it's still not. And it's almost been a year. And really, all I know now is that I just can't date and I'm just not ready for a relationship. But I also now know that I don't want it to start in a sexual way. And I don't want it to start with me wanting and giving more than the other person because I gave more for two and a half years. And then eventually he realized how cool I was and started to give more. But it was almost too late. And by that point, my body, my heart not my brain, but certainly my heart knew and was ready to move on. And sometimes I think that we do things that are the best thing for us, even without realizing they're going to be the best thing for us. And I hate that I hurt people through my journey. Of course I hate that. I feel so bad about it still. But also, I need to forgive myself in order to move on. And so... I really truly thought I did forgive myself um, on my, I remember I was on a beach and I was thinking about this somewhere in Asia and I was like, I, I forgive myself. And then I think two weeks later, I was like, I don't forgive myself. And I remember crying, going for like a midnight swim. I think it was like actually like 3 a.m. on Kotao, swimming in the sea, crying and apologizing to this guy through the stars. Like, it was so, you know, because that's the thing too. I did, I did this terrible thing and then I moved away. You know, I waited for a month before I left and I there was a lot that I had to feel in that time. Um, and it's a lot more raw and harsh when you're feeling it in the space, in the town, in the roads that you drove with the person that you were in love with, right? And with that version of you. But when you move all away from that, it takes a bit more time to heal, I think. That's, you know, that that's what I'm gathering at least. Um, and also I think that it just was a rough time, university and this hookup culture. And I really do wish that I had more gentler experiences than what I have had in some ways. But also I'm glad that I have had them because now I'm kind of tough as stones. And I just, I'm just not ready. I don't care. I'm not looking for anyone. And I think that's also the best place that I could possibly be at the age of 22 living abroad, you know, because... I'm so strong. I'm so strong on my own, for one. And I'm so strong in knowing who I am. And I'm just going to get better at it. So it's been a journey. But it's been a, it's been a, a really valuable one. I know I said at the start of this podcast that the reason I moved overseas is because of my breakup. It's not. I mean, I originally always planned um, to leave at the end of 2022. Uh, it just pushed my leaving plans uh, further forward. And if I think about it, it, I wasn't supposed to move to another town for someone. You know, I think that was also quite a a rogue move from me. Um, And my family definitely thought that was a bit weird. And I remember when I did break up with this guy and everything came out that I'd done and it was a dramatic time. And I actually was partially homeless because I'd moved in with him. Um, I went home and I talked to mom and she said, you know, just go you've got the money, you're ready, you know, if you if you want, just go. And so that's why I did. That's why I left is because I just moved my plans forward. And I, I didn't really have anything 
keeping me in New Zealand. I didn't have any great plans to look forward to, any events that I was really excited for, nothing, honestly. Um, and I always wanted to travel. And so that's why I left. And I, the only thing that was keeping me at that time was that relationship. And even then, like, I remember saying to the guy as we were breaking up, you know, what did you think was going to happen? Because we'd already scheduled another breakup when I was going to go traveling. I was like, what did you think was going to happen? And he said to me, oh, I just thought that you would go traveling and then you would come back to me at some point. And, you know, that's like really sweet. At the first, I thought, that's so lovely. That's really sweet. Um, Why the fuck didn't you tell me that sooner? Because I just thought we were going to end and that would be it. And, you know, I would have liked to know that. But then also I thought about how that would be, right? We would have had another mutual breakup like we had last time. And we wouldn't be together and then we'd be sleeping with other people, hurting each other and it just would be shit. And I also thought about how I'd feel if I had to message someone all the time and schedule in phone calls and, you know, feel guilty for not calling them and whatnot. And I just thought, no, I I don't want that. I wouldn't have wanted that. And I'm so glad in some ways that I didn't have to have that experience and that I truly was just Jay chilling it across the side of the world, you know, and just living it up and doing whatever I wanted and had no one like that, that was making me feel and bad and making me feel guilty. Cause like I called my best friend every Monday and that was something I look forward to. And I knew that that was something that was easy. And if I missed the call, it didn't matter. She didn't care. If she missed the call, I didn't matter. I wasn't fussed because we knew we'd reach out at some point. And we knew that like, we love each other and we're so fine. But there's such a difference with this stinky boy because, I mean, now I think about it, I'm like, oh, it just, it just made me feel so anxious and so guilty all the time. And that was just, it was just never going to work in that way. Long term, over the countries, I just, I didn't want that lingering on me. And I'm really glad I didn't have that as well. So that's something else, I guess, that I think about. I'm like, yeah, thank goodness. Um, what remains now is really the hurt of my actions, not the hurt of the relationship. And that's what I remind myself each day too. So as I said, this one was going to be a biggie and it has been a biggie. And I've told you so much more than I probably sought out to tell you. But I think what I think, what I think the biggest lesson is to take from all of this is that sometimes your body and your heart knows more than your brain for one. Sometimes it's not worth the chase actually almost always it's not worth the chase (laughs) and something something else that I heard recently is that love shouldn't hurt attachments can but love shouldn't love can be hard but it shouldn't be painful and those what three two years and a half were so painful and they were just full of so many times crying and I hated them (laughs) um and I just wish I knew that, you know, I wish I knew that before. And I, I definitely know it now. And I hope you know it. And I also hope that you understand that I'm not saying that hookup culture is bad. Of course not. But I'm just saying that it is kind of a fucked up time. And as long as you're good mentally, you can have the best time. But if you're not, it's not the time for you. Don't do it. Rest. Let the coochie rest. Let you rest. <laughs> and... Yeah, just think about yourself. Always be selfish (laughs) in the best way that you possibly can be. 
Um, And don't seek for anything that isn't meant to come your way. Just let it come whenever it needs to. And being alone is far more powerful than being attached to someone who is hurting you or being in an attachment that is hurting you. Yeah, that's all I have to say on that subject. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, And I will see you guys when I see you next. Lots of love, you wonderful people. And have a great day. (laughs) 